This is Susan Wheelbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, Bright Soul. Thank you so much for joining me on another podcast. We are coming into this year strong, and I want to thank you all for your support. All of you have who have joined my High Vibe Healing Tribe on Patreon, thank you. I'm loving that so much. It's so fun. I don't know. It's just a really beautiful energy, and I'm so glad that you all came together to co-create with. And if you have not joined my Patreon, you can check the show notes below and follow the link and head on over. We'd love to have you. Also, thank you for your support, your reviews, your donations. It's important to start with gratitude because it really is oozing from my heart, and I hope you can feel that. And I want to talk about being a sensitive person in an insensitive world. I know this is a huge topic. It's something we kind of talk about every week in the comments or in private sessions or just amongst one another. And look, this has been a journey. I've shared it with you along this path. When I first got on this path, first of all, I know this is going to sound kooky, but when I got on the healing path, it was really natural for me. So I've had people over the years say, oh, you must have been a healer in your past life, or you had to have been, because a lot of the things that I know I wasn't taught, it just came to me. Even when I was learning Reiki all those years ago, and I've since moved on from Reiki, I almost feel like I need to do a video about why pranic healing is far more powerful than Reiki (laughs) at this point. Um, But in any case, I don't want to digress. So in any case, when I was learning Reiki, the person that I was learning from when I was learning how to do it, I was picking up things that she didn't teach me. And I remember I was practicing on someone. She brought someone in for me to practice. And when I was doing Reiki on her, I was picking up all these colors and symbols. And I would just say it out loud because I didn't know. And they were looking at me confused. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, don't know. I just, I actually just stepped into something I already knew. And if you think about it, if you have talents and skills that you just are naturally good at, you probably learned it in another life. I mean, to think that we're, we don't have multiple lives is kind of silly because why would you just stay in the afterlife forever? You're a light worker. You came in to do something here, to infuse light, and you likely have a lot of practice to come in as a light being, right? Because you would have to have went from unconsciousness to consciousness, and no matter when you discovered on your path, it's all perfect. So I said that to say when I was learning Reiki, the reason I chose to learn it is because I was always super intuitive. So I also had mediumship stuff when I was little and I didn't know what it was and it scared everyone around me and I was in a family with people who were unconscious. So they shut it down. They minimized it, discredited it because they didn't understand it, which is fine because it taught me how to grow and actually internalize things. So it taught me how to survive because when you are in an unconscious world, mostly if you're walking around saying and doing all these things, not only are you going to be an outcast, but you're also not going to be able to, I wouldn't have been able to serve in the military doing that. I mean, let's be honest because it's a very survival based lower chakra type of belonging. So it all served a purpose is my point. And there was a time when I had to shut that down and almost numb out just to function. And probably all of us have spent a portion of our life that way before we just realized, hey, this is who I am. This is, these are my giftings. I can't change that. I need to embrace it. So it wasn't until later that I really leaned into it. So 
I was really good at reading people. I don't need cards. I can look at you and read you. It's just, it's something that I've always had. And even in my 20s, I would be in partnerships with people and they would introduce me to someone and I would think something's going on there. I know it. I don't like that person or there's something inappropriate between you. And I would just blurt it out. And then of course, you're wrong, you're judgy. And I get all this, you know, hey, you can see something. I don't like it. Let me shut it down. And I was always right. It would always turn out to be right. And then I went through a period of ignoring my intuition. It got me in deep, deep, do, deep, do. Okay, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> to include marrying my daughter's father was my intuition was screaming like, don't do this. This is not good. Not good. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's not right for you. He's a manip. I, I had all that stuff going on. And, and it's just because he wasn't right for me. It doesn't mean he's not right for someone else. I'm not speaking harm about him, but we all have things in alignment with us. So it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means they're not the right person for us. So, you know, but then at the time I, I, I didn't know how to listen to it. I didn't know. I, I was confused. I didn't have anyone to show me or anyone like me around me. No one had the courage to, to be the way that I am. So I had to lean into it later in life. And it really was getting into a Holy Ghost spirit filled church that reacquainted me with my giftings. Because in this, in the presence of that spirit, you know, I'm not talking about the churches that are neck down dead, religiosity. I'm not talking about that. This was a Holy Ghost filled church. So when I would walk in, it's like the, that agape love would hit you and it would just make you want to sob. And I did that several times. Like you can't hold it. I was actually watching a, a video of someone walking into a church. It was kind of supposed to be a comedy, but he couldn't help himself from crying. I busted out laughing. I know that feeling. I felt that feeling. <laughs> Uh, when I was attending that church. And so it reacquainted me with that side of myself. So I'm so grateful for it. And then there were things about it where, you know, the, there was a, the first lady was making very derogatory comments toward homosexuals. And that really hit my spirit wrong because I don't, I don't believe that you choose that. I don't think anyone would choose that. And I have so many friends and clients and loved ones. And it just, it angered me actually. And I thought, you know, no, no, you've misinterpreted, you've misinterpreted the text. This is not God. God is love. And I'm not going to sit here and listen to you spew that that's not in alignment. And, and that wasn't the only thing. There were other things that would come forward and it would hit me wrong. And I'm like, no, no, I, 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 I'm not, I appreciate, I'm going to take the meat and throw away the bones. There's no, you know, no one's going to do something that you 100% agree with all the time in the human flesh because we're all flawed. So in any case, I chose to leave that church. And this started me on the reading journey again, because I couldn't help it. Even when there would be members of the church, like they'd come on my mind, I'd reach out and they'd have something going on. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I remember I hadn't talked to my dad. My dad and I had a falling out. We didn't talk for years. And I woke up one morning and I was like, call him. And I called him and his, his cat had just died. So there was all of these synchronicities of like, wow, when I'm really tapped into my intuition and I'm staying in this vibration, this higher vibration of who I know I really am, I'm being led to help people. So with that, I started doing readings for people and it was more like, again, I don't need the cards, but I, and I can just do it. So I started, you know, like, oh, well, these Oracle cards are kind of cool. Like it could be a real jumping off place to help people. And I was kind of playing around with it. And then people were like coming to me like, Hey, I want to send this person to you and this person to you. So it wasn't that I initially wanted to develop a business. I was just following my joy, following my passion, being who I am. 
and it started to grow. So the thing with the readings that bothered me is I would do a reading on someone and I'm looking at them and I can see all this stuff going on in their energy field. And I can tell that the reading is just making them think harder. Sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes more information is not what you need. Um, And so I was actually working in a medical clinic or in a medical institution. And it was actually my supervisor was like, have you ever tried Reiki or heard of Reiki? And I'm like, no. And then I was doing this program called the AIM program. It was this energetic tray program. I know it sounds bizarre, but they take your name or your picture and they put it on this little tray and supposedly it's like a vibrational thing to make sure you don't have any ailments. It was interesting, but I never noticed any difference. So that person knew someone. I asked her, do you know anything about Reiki? And so she introduced me to this gal and I started going to her to get Reiki. And then she's like, you should learn Reiki. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm never, never dawned on me. But you know, everything is in divine timing. It's the way it's supposed to be. And she taught Reiki. So I started learning it from her. Well, she had a lot of stuff going on. Um, However, when she was teaching me Reiki, we went too quickly and I got major Kundalini syndrome and it was not good. And I became so freaking sensitive. And this lasted for years. Like it wasn't a little bit. This is why I caution you about ayahuasca and doing these kundalini meditations and your aura is not clean, it's not ready, and you're trying to climb too high, too fast, your physical body can't always handle that. In fact, in most cases, it doesn't. It can't do it. And I know from experience. So, and she was, shouldn't have done that. It was irresponsible of her, but she might not have even known. So in any case, um, it really jacked me up for years. And I had to almost cut out from society because I could not cope. It was ridiculous. It was the worst. It was as if I was so sensitive to what other people were feeling and thinking that it would start to affect my physical body. Like if someone would start talking to me about something gory and they're really getting into the details, I would begin to pass out. It was insane. I'd have to like sit down and I'd never been like that ever, ever, ever. And going into medical establishments where people are sick Even trying to take my daughter to the doctor, I would start to shake. I would start to feel like I'm going to pass out. And all this stuff is going on internally. Everyone externally thinks I'm fine. But internally, I'm like, what is going on with me? I went to the doctor. I went to naturopaths. Oh, my gosh. There's some chiropractor I was dating at the time. He tried to help me. He did, like, herbs and all this stuff. I mean, friends, like, I was just all my money. I don't care. I can't function. Like, just take it, take it. Help me, help me. No one could help me. Everyone's like, you're fine. Your tests are fine. No one had an answer. And it wasn't until years later, learning pranic healing and understanding energy systems, I can see exactly what happened. I cracked my webbings. I cracked my webbings because I went too high. My body couldn't handle it. It's like, you know, exploding your physical body, trying to put all this energy in. And I had to slowly repair it. So I said all that to say, I understand the sensitivity I do understand it. And here's the thing. You weren't always that sensitive. You could have been born that sensitive. I get it. But the longer you're on this path, the sensitivity is really just consciousness. You're more conscious of it. You wouldn't have noticed it before, but you notice it now because you've awakened. It's almost like, so my mother used to hang wallpaper. She was a wallpaper hanger. When I would go into, I know wallpaper is an outdated thing, but it was popular in the eighties. So when I would walk into a room where someone had wallpaper, 
I wouldn't see anything. My mother would walk in and say, that's hung wrong. This corner's wrong. This is done improperly. And it would bother her because she, she noticed it because she's been attuned to it. She noticed it. It's just like if you learn a certain skill, no one else knows the skill, so they don't even notice it. You notice it. You notice everything they're doing wrong. Like if I watch a military movie, I'm like, oh my God, that would never happen. The rank is wrong. You don't do that. That's against the customs. Someone that didn't serve in the military, it's going to be nothing to them. The same is true for the work that you and I are doing. The world doesn't see it because they are not accustomed to it. They're not attuned to it. They haven't been trained in it. And they're just doing what they do. Now, your job as a light worker is to go out into the world and to positively influence the world. Now, I know in other times what we've talked about, there's been, you know, little spaces of our lives where we almost feel like we have to cut off because we're so affected by the world. Our role now and going forward in 2024 is to be so bright and strong through our meditation, energy healing, moving your physical body, eating high vibrational foods, making conscious contact, getting your instructions for the day every day, constancy of aim and effort, being disciplined, really committing to this path, you give from your overflow and you go out following your intuition and you are a light servant. You are a servant of the light and you influence the room. The room does not influence you. And having compassion for the fact that these are just people that are not on the path And it doesn't mean that they're on a wrong path. They're just not on your path. And there was a time when you were not as aware as you are now. You're more aware now. So it's a little bit harder to pretend you're not aware. And that's the thing. Once you have the knowledge, you can't pretend you don't have it. (laughs) Now, your inner circle is different. I'm very choosy about my inner circle because the thing with this is we talk about this a lot. So the way that you, we, we talk about shielding a lot, and this is a lot to unpack, and I try to make it as general as possible on these platforms because it is so public, and everyone's in, on different paths and different segments of their journey, so I'm not going to get super advanced because this is for the general public. Also, there's always a karmic effect of what I share, so in any case, um, your inner circle. So when people talk about doing shields, when I have shields, I do, I do shield healings on my um, YouTube channel. And I do know some healers that don't believe in shields. The reason why is because it's like we want to be able to influence the room. We don't want to necessarily like have this big bubble around us to where we can't feel anything in or out. So when I do the shields, I make them internally impermeable. So any of your negative thoughts and feelings can go out of the shield because I don't want to create a bubble where everything's trapped in there. Also, you can break the shield with your own thoughts and emotions and behavior. So if you're a mess, a chaotic mess, You're going to be breaking your own shields probably as soon as I run the shield. So the key is to keep yourself clean and clear. Now, when you interact with people who are close to you or you engage in the emotion, you automatically break your shield. This is why the people closest to us can get under our skin, whereas other people maybe can't because we have cords to them and we care what they think and we love them. So they can get through your shield anyway (laughs) because you engage in it. You're in control of that shield anyway. So if I choose to engage, my emotions are bursting out, I'm going to break the shield. So yes, shields are really good. Like when you're in a situation where you can feel your energy leaching, you're in public and you don't really know what's going on. It can totally work, but it's not a substitute for actually keeping your aura clean, doing your character development, checking yourself, being mindful of what you're telling yourself. All the things that we talk about repetitively on this channel We talk about it because it's important and it has to happen in order to be balanced. 
So with my inner circle, the people that I allow to get close to me, that I interact with on a daily basis, I'm incredibly selective because those people can raise me up or pull me down energetically. And I'm at a point in my journey where I can no longer be with people who are sap suckers, who are not doing their own work, who refuse to be on the path. I've had seasons like that where I had people that just want to pull me down and, you know, they kind of want a mother. They don't want to be a partner in friendship and otherwise. And because of, I continue to cultivate the light. I continue to do my practice. I'm continuing to advance and get bigger. So therefore the people with me also have to get bigger or else we're going to be out of alignment. I had seasons when I had people in my inner circle that were not on the path. And because I was on the path, I was constantly giving them a healing crisis because we're out of a vibrational alignment. So me just walking in the room, they vomit all their stuff and they start lodging all their stuff in me because they're incredibly unhappy on the inside and refuse to do their work. And that is a personal journey. It's not something I can address in a public setting because deep down you already know the answer. And that's the other thing. You already know the answer. And we all have lessons that we come in here to learn. Some of it's relationships, some of it's boundaries. It's personal to you. I can say I understand because I've been there. So the way that I had to deal with that situation was realizing that this person is wounded. It has nothing to do with me, but it's also not for me. So the way that you shift that is instead of going, why, why me? I want to change this person. Why won't they change for me? And all the victim stuff that people spiral and go down. It's okay. So I have really good information. This is where this person is. This is where I am. Do I want to stop and get off the path and go down to their level? If I don't, then either they have to get on the path and speed up to my level or this has to end. I mean, it's tough, tough stuff. I'm not saying it's not. So in my case, that person was not willing to work on themselves at all. Not even work, didn't want to. This has happened to me multiple times. And they just wanted to perpetuate their situation, their cycle. And um, it's just not going to work because the path that I'm on, I'm not getting off this path. This is, I came here to do it. It is my purpose. It is my dharma. And I have to fulfill that. I can't allow someone else's path to take me off of mine. The ideal path is that you walk parallel alongside one another. This is in all areas, friendships, relationships, even family sometimes. So I've talked about before limiting what you share, reading the room, analyzing the audience. I'm not going to share things about my spiritual path to someone that not only doesn't understand it, but they don't respect it and they don't want to change. They don't want to. So you have to find neutral things to talk about with people and realize that whatever is going on with them has nothing to do with you. It's their own stuff. And when you start to change, people that don't want to change get intimidated by that. You know, I I used to be with someone like that. Uh, I would say, hey, I'm going to take myself off of caffeine. And his response would be like, I can't take myself off of caffeine. Well, I didn't say you were going to. I said I was going to. (laughs) And it just showed you that he was constantly only thinking about himself. And it's the human nature to do that, especially people who are in survival mode all the time and they don't have a spiritual connection or a spiritual path that they're following. So they're constantly in that those lower chakras. And I spent years like that. So I'm not saying anything bad about that. Again, it's having compassion, knowing that where you are now, you weren't there all the time. You didn't have the awareness that you have right now all the time. So it's having compassion where they are, but not allowing it to impact you. I do believe we had a season of being sensitive, learning boundaries, feeling out how we can relate to others, 
deciding who we want to let into our inner circle, finding our tribe, doing things that feed us, get us to the overflow so we can now step into the world and be who we are and help usher in this new energy that the planet is going through. I really believe that. So I hope this helped. Let's go into a healing. You can uncross your arms and legs and focus on your breathing. Okay, and so it is. And once again, we'd love to have you over in our High Vibe Lightworker Tribe on Patreon if you feel led to join. And I wish you a beautiful week. Take care. Bye-bye.